I'm delighted to welcome back today Trina Kavanagh Thomas, who is a spiritual health coach. Welcome back, Trina. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to be back. I think the last time we saw each other, Christmas, a year, a couple of years ago, maybe. Well, I've been in Portugal for two and a half years now. Yeah. So it's, it's probably Christmas 2019. Oh, my gosh. And so, so much so much has changed since then as well. So much has changed. So much has happened. Not all for the good, but mostly for those who want to see it, it's beautiful. So uh, let's yeah. uh, let's see where we're going to go with this conversation because we never know. So spiritual health coach, let's start there. Yeah. What is a spiritual health coach? So a spiritual health coach is someone who helps people take back power in their health, life and business. So I look at all aspects of life through health and I do that through mixing Reiki with channeling. So I channel for people. Oh, you can't just say that. <laughs> you know what the next question is going to be. Uh, for the listeners, what is channeling? <laughs> so channeling basically is letting go of my own energy when I'm with someone, not thinking about anything else that's going on in my life and tuning into someone else's energy so tuning into what they're going through and their life and we i personally believe we can all do it and it just takes some practice it takes a lot of practice we we know already in science that animals can do it animals are deeply connected to plants and trees and to the outer environment but we don't realize that actually as humans can do the same we're just tapping into a collective energy when you say about animals um, you've only got to sit and look look around sit in the garden or take a walk in the park or forest or whatever and you can actually physically see that can't you how animals behave uh, they know when something is happening they know when the weather's changing yeah you can feel into you know you can feel into people's energy in different ways and a really simple way just for you know the viewers and the listeners is you know when you go to work or you go to a business meeting and you can sense other people's energy if someone's having a really off day you know it and sometimes you could pick that up and you could take it away with you into your everyday life so you go in all you maybe you wake up all smiley one morning everything's so amazing you go to work someone's I don't know slagging someone up in the office or something and all of a sudden you're just feeling absolute pile of can I swear on here so yes. yeah pile of shit and you go away and you're like oh just I feel absolutely awful now I don't really know why I feel awful yeah because you've just been listening to excuse excuse anyone whose name is Karen you're listening to Karen in the office right who's just been slagging off whoever and you've taken it on with you and we do, we pick up on other people's energy. And that's what I do. So I go in, I pick up on someone else's energy and I fathom out what's going on and I identify their needs and ask them specific questions to do with that. So they come to their own answers. I know what their answers are, but I want them to come to their own answers. And I might actually share a perspective. So I might teach in that element as well and share a perspective so it opens up someone's awareness even more to get to the memory that they need to get to very interesting and very well explained 
um, because a lot of people think Reiki is a bit woo-woo and a bit peculiar and Channel is even more out there. So <laughs> you've kind of brought, you've given a new perspective. You've given a perspective of, of something that is actually reachable and attainable for everybody. Yeah, and I'm glad because, you know, the reason why I want to talk about this a lot more is because children do it really well. Children do it really well. And what happens during a child's life, and even during our own lives, you know, it's almost like, oh, don't talk about that. Oh, that's a bit silly. Oh, that, does, that doesn't bode well. And what's happening right now, right at this moment, not just to children, but to adults, many people are feeling quite suicidal at the worst case scenario, um, but not knowing who they are because they're not allowed to be who they are. They're not allowed to actually just tap into their own human uniqueness when you say not allowed who's not allowing it would be not allowing themselves because they don't want to be seen as an outcast in any way and it's a you know and i've gone through and i'm sure you have as well and many people have gone through different scenarios in their life where they've given up something you know given up aspects of themselves realizing that they are going to lose communities they're going to lose possibly family, possibly friends, you know, especially in the last couple of years, you've seen it quite a lot. If you have a difference of opinion to what's been spoken about in the news or, you know, with governments and stuff, you are going to feel like an outcast. And the way not to feel like an outcast is to fit in and blend in and follow. Hence the re reference to sheep. Um... Yeah. people follow like sheep don't they because you see a yeah. sheep in the field and um friends of mine have a, a training um business and they use the sheep herd to to train and they say that you only need to um cajole one or x number i don't know if it's one in this, the case of sheep but you know just as an illustration you you get one on board and then that one persuades the next one the next one and before you know where you are everybody's going in the same direction cows do it like we said earlier on about animals herds uh horses uh all the all the big animals they all, all do the same elephants and so on and we're no different are we we you know humans are we're, we're herd we're, we're, we're pack people as well we need to be in communities yeah and what happens is when you go through those times of uh, and I spoke about this yesterday in in another podcast I spoke about you know like if you give up alcohol for instance you know we and I, I'm sure I've heard it somewhere about tribes if you if you give up alcohol in a tribe <laughs> then then you're more likely to be like lit literally banned from being in a tribe of some kind possibly even killed as well if you don't have the same level of belief of someone else so if you, because obviously we're made up of lots and lots of cells, we also have cell memory. So if we've got cell memory, we're going to imagine all sorts of things are going to happen to us as soon as we want to let go or move on or move away from that one thing. If it's alcohol, if it's drug taking, if it's, you know, if it's moving on from a marriage, if it's, you know, moving on from um, changing your health in any way, if it's moving on from, you know, um, just different things. I'm trying to think of, but there are there are so many of them. And the things that can come up for many people, and I really want to share this because I know it, it 
it has come up for me is that you can feel suicidal and you have to recognize those suicidal tendencies as well because you are learning to be lonely for a little while because not everyone may be on board with what you say and then you're having to let in new people let in people who understand who actually you know get it get it because you're learning to be misunderstood a lot of people are going to look at you and they're going to go what the fuck is she on about mm. you know? but the more you lean into who you are you're going to realize that some of the people that you've been brought up with are not your people yeah that's an awakening isn't it for a lot of people back in the where are we in the 90s so I'm going back now, I don't know, 25 years ago plus, um, I had the uh, privilege of being trained by uh, the big uh, man, Bob Proctor. And mm. um, he he illustrated, um, and in fact, he died recently, he was in the early 90s. Um, and I, I looked up and his, his PowerPoint presentations are the same now as they were then. And I had copies, I don't know where they've gone to, but I, there's one particular I remembered, he... He would draw, <clears throat> using a you know whiteboard in those days, or no, actually flip chart. So shows how long ago it was. Um, so he was drawing lines of, of kind of levels. So you imagine the lines are radio frequencies, and yeah. you're trying to tune in to the different radio frequencies. So you have um, he drew a stick person, bottom left hand side, and then um, he he. he put something like a star or something on the top right hand and that was the goal so the different persons here got all these lines to go through to get to the goal so the aim is, the, the the point of it was it was about goal setting so you need to have your sight set on the goal but then you've got all these levels to go through to get to that goal you know the roads and twists and turns and everything alongside that you've got other people who are on different levels and what happens a lot of the time with people um, because they're going away from the tribe, the tribe see this person going up through the revels, up the up the staircase, and then they'll say, "Well, where do you think? Who do you think you are? What do you think? You know, what what makes you think that you've got? You know, how are you going to get there? Don't be ridiculous!" And you have all this talk, and then you have your own self talk. Yeah. Before you know where you are, you're not even where you started. You're below where you started. So um, that's kind of my my perspective on 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 what you're saying. But it but. That analogy is so true. You know, that that is so true because you, you're you going up and then all of a sudden you'll get people go, you know, that looks like a lot or that looks like this or that looks like, and then you go, oh my God, maybe it is. Maybe I am doing too much. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm like being too much of everyone. I'm doing too many things all at once. But that's when the confusion sets in. So you step back down rather than going, okay, I can see that I'm right, confused right now. What do I need? I need to pause for a second. I need to take some time out away from all this noise, whether it's social media, whether it's the news or whatever. You need to take some time out away from all this noise and go, what is it that I want right now? How do I make it easier for me? Because you're going to have to like clear your mind out some way you're going to have to recognise the, the thought process 
in some way the patterns of those thoughts of you can't do this you're not very good at that and you are going to have to give yourself some love and some compassion and then you're going to have to move on you're going to have to like move on and it might be that you're going to have to clear your energy in some way you're going to have to like go okay well that's other people's stuff and actually i wasn't entirely born with those words but i know that the body holds on to quite a lot the body holds on to it like it believes it so it's almost like for some people you have to turn in to face it to go okay i recognize what you're saying and I recognize it because sometimes you have to turn in to face the belief and go along with it so you can go, okay, now I can come out of the belief because <laughs> it's not it's not me because I'm moving forward. Um, and that can be a hard process for a lot of people to do. It can be a very hard process. And I know firsthand it's a hard process um, because you you are coming up against almost like if I go from my own perspective it feels like it felt like a fight you know a fight when I came off alcohol it was almost like am I doing the right thing you know am I oh maybe, maybe I'm not drinking too much maybe like two bottles a night you know I can actually cut it down actually I couldn't cut it down but maybe I could cut it down. Maybe, maybe I could just only drink small amounts. Maybe I could just drink in moderation. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So you start questioning yourself. So you do have to take yourself away for, you know, for however long you need to, and then come back. And I do say have some practices during that time. That's why I do spiritual health coaching, is so people have some tools as well in that time, or even connect with their own tools again because sometimes a lot of people come to me and they're not fully connecting with their tools not fully connecting with their guides in some way so a lot of people who come to me are either spiritually curious or they're already spiritually conscious but they're just not listening fully to their body so they still are doing maybe some embodiment practices but they're not fully listening and almost like gaslighting themselves in a way. We are capable of gaslighting ourselves. And I know that sounds like a harsh word <laughs> to some people, like the word gaslighting, but we are, if someone's able to fully gaslight us, we're more than capable of gaslighting ourselves too. Give us some examples of what you mean by gaslighting. Um, okay, so if I go to a period of time where definitely with alcohol, you could talk yourself back into drinking alcohol. Oh, it's okay. Oh, just one more. Yeah, I'm not really drinking a lot. You know, it's all right to go out. You go out drinking with people. But you know full well that you're going to start drinking again because you think, oh, no, it's okay. But you actually end up in the same position again. And it's the same with, you know, when I stopped eating gluten as well, I gave up wheat as well. And it was like... I'm having stomach issues this time and I'm actually doing my body harm. So I'm doing my body more harm than good. So I'm going to myself, but yeah, you know, maybe it's just like a one-off or something. Maybe it's like, maybe it won't ever happen again. Maybe. And, and it's the same words again. 
So you're having to go, okay, well, I'm going to have to parent myself. I'm going to have to like actually turn around and go, okay, Trina, you know, like when you do this, how is that making you feel? You're feeling tired. Your gut is bloated. Is that okay? Would you allow someone to treat you like that? Is that, is that all right for you? And it's like, well, if it's not okay for someone to do that to me, then is it okay for me to do that to me? You have to look objectively at it. For me personally, health has to be looked at objectively. It's quite an emotive subject at this moment in time, especially when we've got body positive movements. Like it's a very emotive subject. That's why I've moved away from body positivity. I am not part of Black Lives Matter or any of those movements or anything like that, because I can identify there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt. And if you try and leave the tribe or do something different to better your health, there are a few people in there that will pull you back, like what we mentioned in the beginning. So if you try and leave the tribe, you get pulled back. It's not in the benefit of you. And I remember I went on a podcast. It didn't get released. But I remember going on a podcast for intuitive eating. And... And I want to speak about it. I feel like it's the right time to speak about this right now because I was going on there to talk about how I listen to my body. I listen to my body. I listen to its needs. And because I mentioned that I was gluten-free and that I don't eat a lot of sugar or anything, it was kind of like, oh, well, you're gluten-free. And this is, I'm not sure if I actually want this on here. And it actually triggered the interviewer who talks about intuitive eating oh interesting so you have to understand that when and when you're in a movement say it's body positivity for instance you have to understand if you are gaslighting yourself to stay in there and if other people actually have your best interests at heart for you to move on and for you to look after your body if you're in abject pain and agony because it's not normal to be in pain and agony it's not normal to you know to you know and you probably get this as well it to have bloatedness bloating is not normal and it's the same with um and it's the same with uh, i also feel it's the same with um um oh, I'm trying to think what it's called now incontinence you know we have like a big massive industry that talks about incontinence incontinence is literally on the rise when about 84 percent of it actually can be healed physically physically mentally emotionally so a lot of it can be healed but yeah, if you go to some of the sites, some of the big company sites, and you look at all the information, and yeah, they do have physios on there who teach you like some exercises. Actually, they're only basic, and they're not giving you the information that you could really do with. And I feel like those industries are doing a massive disservice. There's lots of areas where there's a massive disservice in health, and that's why I want to talk about this and speak about it. Because, you know, I've lived it, I've seen it, and it has to change. 
But it can only change if people wake up, realise that they're being conned and take responsibility. So it's always, it's follow the money, isn't it? You mentioned big companies with the websites and telling, they only tell half a story. So people who are gullible, they don't know any different. They don't know they're being lied to. They, they look at these things and go, oh, you know, like chemotherapy and radiation in cancer, which I come up against all the time. Um, people think it's healing them. It's not. It's a sticking plaster and it has a, 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 a sell-by date. And in the case of those um, dreadful um, treatments, I mean, well, I, I get quite cross about it, so I better not get on my horse. Um, <laughs> but the, the, their sell-by date is five years. And they say, oh, yes, you know, we're, we're remission for five years. And then what happens? I get tons of people coming to me now um, where they've got to their five years or four years is, is coming down now so four years and they've got something else pop up it's because they didn't fix the thing in the first place because they weren't told how to do it i've got a lady who's having a um an investigation on saturday this week and she said to my monday elaine i don't know what to do i can't eat how i'm how how you you you've been teaching me to eat which is wheat free gluten free um you know so on and so forth the no sugar etc and she said, I've, oh, I've got all this stuff to eat. So she, she was given a five page booklet and it was full of nonsense. And the first thing on the list was white bread, white bread she's got to eat. Well, that's the worst thing in the world. Wow. Um, you know, it's unbelievable. So we went through this five pages and we picked out a few things that were OK. And I said, at the end of the day, you're actually better to fast rather than eat that stuff because it's, you know, it's going to bring you back down to to uh, to where you were kind of thing so it, it's about people taking responsibility and not being led by the nose but she was prepared to go along with what she was told because the hospital have said it because the people in the white coats because the nurses have said it but when you challenge them they haven't got an answer why are you having certain things done what does this do what does that do they don't know they only just know what they've been told it's not their fault they've, that's how they've been trained but more and more and more are waking up and leaving the healthcare service and going on to our kind of neck of the woods, more, more natural. So I think the tide is turning. Can, we, can we go back to this intuitive eating that you mentioned? Yeah. Because that's what I do, actually. Um, yeah. Intuitive eating, intuitive meal prep, everything. Um, I can't tell you. Sometimes I look in my fridge and it looks like there's nothing there. <clears throat> and the next minute I've created a banquet. Because you yeah. can get <laughs> with, with all kinds of things, can't you? And uh, I, I only eat when I'm hungry um, and yeah. that's it. So so how, how do you do your intuitive eating? So for me, it for me, it's all about love. It's all about love. Um, I always, I, I, knew, I suppose you, there was scientific research on this, is that food is attached to love. And I don't know if anyone's heard of cupboard love. Mm -hmm. So cupboard love is, uh, you will know, Elaine, yeah. but cupboard love is a scientific term for when you, you've been raised in such a way that your parents feed you out of love. <laughs> they just feed you all the time. She's crying. We feed her. Mm -hmm. You know, she's cold. We feed her. You know, she's upset. We feed her you know we just feed 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 so we get into this habit of 
as we're growing up that everything is for reward everything is for love and we feed for love and you know a way to a man's heart is for its st his stomach so we feed 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 that did change over time and what I and the way I work is like this I work with how my body feels how my body feels and out of love for how my body feels so there may be times where I might dip into that comfort eating there may be times where a pattern is so strong I might go okay you know what I am going to just eat for the sheer hell I won't go into eating the things that have um so I'll eat like vegan chocolate and things like that but I'll have like I'll have the chocolate I'll have like the cake and stuff but obviously gluten-free, but I'll have those things while I'm satiating myself through an emotion of some kind. If like, say I need to fast for any reason, I will fast. If I say, you know, I need to get up and I think, you know what, I am, I really do not need to eat right now. Then I won't eat. If, if say for instance, um, I'm ill and, and, I tell you what, I did have COVID and, and I knew straight away what I needed on a physiological level from eating wise all the way down to movement wise as well. A lot of people will think, oh, why would you exercise when, when you like shivering in bed? I'm like, because let me tell you something, if you're laying in bed and you're in abject pain, right? all your muscles are contracting and the best way for your muscles not to contract like that is to bring some circulation into them so even if you're laying in your bedside you can still lift an arm stretch it out you can still just move your body you can lay in your bed and just lift your leg up and just stretch through it and it actually feels a lot better and you'll feel 10 times better then if you were just laying there, just shivering, going, I'm in absolute pain and agony, you would feel better. And also as well, during time of illness, your body may not want to eat. It's a great time to tune into yourself because you, I know my body did not want to. Eat. It, it needed a few days out of eating just to clear the body. And then it, I tell you what my body actually wanted. It wanted spices and herbs so I made myself like a big vat <laughs> of like hot water with like cloves which are which are great for an antibiotic aren't they um cloves um orange peel so the, or the oil out the oranges um unwaxed obviously uh um what else was in there rosemary as well so there were like just all different things in there that my body was asking for. It's like, I need orange peel. I need, I need clothes. I need just the stuff that I knew that I could put in there. Um, and then just boil, I made a big load of it as well. And then just drank that for a few days until I felt like it was the right time to have something. And a lot of people go, um, 
and this is really funny because a, a lot of people would see fasting as oh my god you're starving yourself why would you do that why would you starve yourself let's just understand there's a difference between you know starving yourself and actually allowing your body the time to process that may be the time to process emotions or it might be time to process actually toxins that are in there and all built up in there um so yeah intuitive eating for me is like literally listening to this thing and knowing exactly what it wants what it's processing and what it needs if i can't pre- if if i'm trying to protect myself i have to recognize oh my god i can't protect myself right now from you know from this pain or this hurt that's happening in my life and sometimes what we want to do we want to eat so sometimes I might go, okay, well, I'm not going to eat right now because I'm actually full. So I'm not going to eat, Trina. <laughs> I do talk to myself. I'm not going to eat, Trina. You can't protect yourself right now, Trina. And I know you can't protect yourself, so you're just going to have a big old cry instead. So you're basically learning how to parent yourself. You're learning how to, you know, love on your, you know, love on yourself. And it is love. Every, everything that I do is from a place of love. Even when I'm working with my clients and, you know, working, you know, like on their, what they're eating and stuff, it's all done from a place of love rather than detract from, you know, like, oh my God, you need to take this out, out, out. Let's remove this. No, we're going to add. Let's start adding some stuff. Let, let's add this. And then what happens is in turn, they go, oh, yeah, I'm recognizing actually I'm eating less of that because I'm eating more of this. Mm. This is making me feel really great. So I'm getting rid of some of this stuff over here. And and I also talk about, you know, replacements for a little while until you're ready to like literally let go of them. So that might be making your own gluten-free bread. It might be mean, um, you know, eating like uh, your own like, you know like gluten-free pasta just for now until you feel you're ready to like kind of move on from it same with alcohol as well I, I remember like when I came off alcohol I I started drinking like elderflower cook elderflower you know like elder fizzy elderflower in like in like a in like a champagne glass yeah just, <laughs> just so I could have like the... <laughs> Just so I could like trick my brain for a little while. Um, but now, you know, I look at, you know, I look at wine now and I can like literally, and I've not done any hypnotherapy or anything, but I can taste it. And I'm like, mm, no, no, I, I, I'm really fortunate. I don't have that kind of attachment to alcohol anymore, which is incredible. I never thought at that time when I started doing that process that I could ever, ever come away from it in the way that I have. Brilliant. Well done. And when did you do this? Uh, I came off alcohol in 2019, July 2019. And I'd come off alcohol before then. Um, But I was just easily led back to it. And now it's kind of like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And... And I know, I know the pattern of when, oh, you know what? I really feel like I could drink, have a drink right now. I really feel like I could have that. 
I, I recognize that pattern and then I talk about it and I go, oh, you know what? I feel like I'm going to have a drink, but I'm not, I know I'm not deep down going to have a drink. So, I, but I know you have to talk about it. You have to be able to express how you're feeling without getting like kind of knocked back or in any way. No, because what's going to come up when you let go of like, say, alcohol or you let go of certain foods and stuff or or you're tapping into spirit energy, for instance, because I wasn't um, I wasn't brought up in a um, I wasn't brought up or raised in a family where everyone was spiritual, you know, like, you know, someone's. I don't know, great, 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 great grandma did tarot or, you know, she spoke to spirits or spirits or anything like that. So I didn't have anything like that. I, I know that I found out that my granddad read cards mm. and he wasn't my biological granddad. He was obviously meant to be in my life and he read cards, but he was, and he heard like the, you know, the tinnitus sounds in the ears as well. Um, uh, for anyone who's listening, the tinnitus sounds are, for some people, are for when when you've got a message coming through. So, um, so that was a hard, you know, hard journey to like kind of step into too. That was another, you know, that was another thing that was um, coming up during that time was to go through the, um, to go through giving up alcohol, to go through changing my diet and then obviously hearing stuff <laughs> you know while I'm with my clients and going ask them this question ask them this question about this um uh you know ask them this question about their grandma and ask them this question about like what their grandma cooked for them did they you know their grandma cooked them this tell them about this dish I don't know anything about that dish no <laughs> um but yeah ask them ask them about this so so yeah um so coming off the alcohol was um a real blessing because it then gave you clarity and so that you know the channeling can come through effectively for yeah. you and for your clients absolutely absolutely and um it was tuning into myself as well you know i know there's a lot of spiritual coaches out there who still have you know maybe have some health issues and stuff out there and are really great at tuning into their clients, incredible at tuning into their clients, not as incredible at tuning into themselves. Mm. And tuning into yourself and listening to your own messages has to come with, okay, I'm going, you know, and I didn't realize, I just thought it was all just to do with health. You know, I felt, oh, I'm coming off alcohol, it's all just to do with health. No, these messages were getting clearer and louder and coming through even more. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So um, I'm just drinking, it looks like, looks like we, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's limonene. You mentioned earlier on about orange peel. So mm. I, I um, in a slow cooker, I put orange and lemon and grapefruit peel mm. into um, water, uh, mineral water, and I leave it there for about 24 hours, you know, cooking on slow. And then when it's cool, I um, strain it into bottles and I put in the freezer and then I bring them out one at a time. So I'm drinking that every day. Also, I make my own kombucha. 
so I make um, you know it's a really good health drink so I've got those two and I'm I'm going through the process well I've, I'm, I'm not gone going I've, I've, I've decided and it's happening so I, I got to the point where I was drinking a bit too much and I live on my own and I've, I've got no excuse I've got nobody leading me on it's just down to me so what I do now is I, 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 I enjoy a drink um, but I go outside so I sit in the garden. No, I don't. <laughs> no, it's, I go to the cafes here because uh, I'm in Portugal. Yeah, I go off Portugal for, for listeners. Um, so I take myself to the cafe and um, sometimes I'll put a picture on Facebook that I'm out with my three amigos, which is water, wine and um, black coffee. So there's four of us out for a drink, you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going out and being social and that then gives me gets me into an environment where I might sit and work or um, make yeah. some notes or whatever. But I'm listening to the local language. I'm learning learning Portuguese. It's very, very strange, difficult language, but it's um, for me anyway. But it gets me into the environment and gets me out and about. So, yeah. um, so I'm I'm doing that. I mean, I don't have to have the wine, but I enjoy it. So, you know, and I would never dream of having, you know, alcohol in the morning or, you know, definitely it has to be over the yard arm. The sun has to be over the yard arm, as they say. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's interesting to see how, how we can replace the things that are harmful to us because too much of anything, you know, pretty much can be harmful. Absolutely. Um, but um, we can make these substitutes that are healthy. So Trina, you do all this wonderful, wonderful stuff, and it's been it's been a real privilege watching you watching you grow in the last nearly three years, and to 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 how you are now. And I just love your smile, the biggest oh, the biggest smile you. ever. And you haven't got a wrinkle on your face, not a wrinkle <laughs> or anything. And I'm going to be a grandma as well. Which, oh my you know. word! Oh goodness! No, really? Yeah, really. I tell you what, you um, you know someone who lives near me, don't you? Your daughter. Your daughter. Well, I don't know where where you live now. My daughter's moved. Well, about a year ago, but uh, um, she did live near you. Whether you've moved or whatever. No, no, I haven't street. moved. Still, still here. Okay, um, she she lives near Milton Mowbray. Ah, oh, does she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, because yeah, she used to come to my classes a, a while ago. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, well, well. Yeah, we, so we, we, we have a difficult relationship, unfortunately, and uh, she's uh, she'll she'll come around one day. I've, I had the same about her age. She's forty now. I had the same about her age when uh, mum uh, when my mum was around with you know with my mum. So I know I know she's gonna it will come around, but it's it's it is what it is. It's all meant to be. She's happy. She's got a wonderful family and doing wonderful things in the world. So uh, I'm I see from afar with with uh, great pride you don't yeah. just do the spiritual coaching you, you you're one of these irritating women that uh, <laughs> people talk about that can turn your hand to anything so um, you also do house sitting why yeah. do you do that so house sitting started off with my own self-care and my own self-love to get myself some space um i do believe everyone needs space and sometimes we take that space, but we're not getting it in the way that we that could actually really expand us and benefit us in some way. And when I say benefit and expanders, I mean like no one's around. You're left to your own thoughts, your own devices. You don't do nothing sometimes. You just sit with your own stuff 
and allow yourself to like go, okay, well, this is how I want my life. <laughs> this is how I, this is not how I want my life. So this is how I want my life. And you can actually decipher stuff. And house sitting came about because a lovely friend of mine, um, Caroline Morris, who does yoga him this way in Nottingham, um, she'd she came round one day when I was really, really struggling. And I was thinking, I need a break. I just need to get away by myself. And she went, come and stay at my house. <laughs> you know, come and stay at my house. I'm going away. Come and stay at my house. And then it was just born like that, you know, looking after her house, um, staying in her house for my own level of self-care. And off the back of that, you know, she got a cat in the end and I started looking after other people's houses and other people's, you know, pets and and uh, using it as my own way of like getting away, my own level of self-care, but also equally looking after someone's house, someone's pets. Um, and then obviously I charge for it now as well. So, yeah, and I love it. I love it because it means that I can just be out of the way for a little while. Um, and sometimes I'll do it with my kids. So my kids are like get involved as well. So it means I can spend time with each child on their own um, so I can get to know them in, you know, in different ways. Um, or, you know, I, I've done it as a holiday before, you know, like with the kids. Um, but it's not a holiday, really, because it's like work as well. Um, you know, you're having to get up at a set time for someone else's loved one. So you're getting up at set times, you're sticking to someone else's routine. Um, but when I do it on my own, you know, I I reconnect with me. And if I do it with one of the kids, I reconnect with one of the kids. So so yeah, it's it's got like really, some really great plus points to it. It's a great idea for anybody listening out there because we, we so need our space and that's what I cherish here. Uh, you know I live on my own and I and I just I'm really protective of my space I love visitors I encourage visitors but I'm also glad when they go you know yeah um, because I, I like my space I like my own company um but sadly yeah. a lot of people don't don't like that they don't like their own company which is, yeah. is sad and obviously a sign that they're not comfortable in their own skin so um, yeah. that is sad but I think it's a great idea and a great um, great concept and it's on the increase isn't it the house sitting thing um, yes. What, what that, do your family think about it? What does what does you know the rest of the family at home think about uh, you toddling off? <laughs> well, they've got no choice. The thing is, otherwise, mummy's not sane. So, um, and and I see it as encouraging them that when they get older, that they have their own level of self care as well. Yes, They're yes, able yes. to go away and take space. That if things get too much for them that they can go away go okay I'm going to shut myself away for a few days and I'm going to just have some time to myself outside going swimming doing the things that I want to do rather than the things that everyone else wants to do you know um I mean every, people will know this even if you've got kids even if you've just got family even if you've just got you know just something that you have to do <laughs> always do something for you will know that you need that break. You will know that, that you need that space. And sometimes, and this, and you know what, it actually fits really well with what with what I was talking about as well. When you come away from drinking alcohol, if you come away from like your diet or, you know, movements and people and society, 
and society's beliefs and values, because sometimes society's beliefs and values are not your values. And you have the power, you know. Um, the thing is, right, even though in society people may be seen as sheep, they are so powerful. They are so powerful. And this is what I really want to get across. You have the power, right? You can take back your power. You can literally step outside of all that claptrap. You have the power to step outside of it all. And the way you do that is learning to have that space, have that time by yourself. Be okay with being on your own, even if, right? And it's okay to go, oh my God, I'm on my own. I have no friends. I have no one. Because you are, that is going to happen, right? That is going to happen. I did that two days ago. Someone rang me and I thought it was one of my other friends. And I went, oh my God, I'm so alone. I've got no friends. And Because it needed to come out at that point to then come back to this moment and go, yeah, because I, they, I don't fit with them <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, you have you have to not be embarrassed about being on your own and being lonely for a few minutes or you know for God knows however long. You you can accept people feeling sorry for you, right? As you move out of <laughs> move out of your life and accept I am misunderstood and I am okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm very okay with it. Right, yeah. So I can't believe if we've been talking for so long. So Trina Cavanagh <laughs> Thomas, how do people get hold of you? So you can even find me on LinkedIn at Trina Cavanagh Thomas. You can find me on Facebook, Trina Cavanagh Thomas. I come up straight away as soon as you start putting in Cavanagh with my big smiley face. Um, you can find me uh, via my website and I'll give you my links as well. So yeah, okay. <laughs> and... com. For the audio people who are not going to see the screen, how are you spelling your name? Uh, it's Trina. So T-R-I-N-A and Kavanagh with a K, <laughs> like Kavanagh QC, K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H hyphen Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, just in case. <laughs> yeah, fabulous. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Trina. It's been lovely catching up. Take care. Oh, it's been great. Thank you so, so much. <laughs>